0: You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, it's Highlights, Taiwan Exclusive, Ear to the Ground, and Feast Meets West. Don't go away.
1: is Highlights, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.
2: The world is celebrating International Women's Day this week, and today I speak with the first woman to win the Best New Director Award at the Golden Horse Awards, the Oscars for Chinese Language Films. What did you want to express through your story?
3: For me, it's about how a family bonds through crisis. Mm. I think every family, every relationship eventually will, will go through some crisis and um, it, it either makes us stronger or it breaks us, I think. But it's, I think it's important to have faith that we'll pull through. Well, obviously
2: yeah. things are going well for you. I took my family to watch it because I was pretty excited. We're kind of a bicultural family, so we can relate to a lot of the scenes, and I really appreciate your very realistic depiction of life in Taiwan and the family struggles. Um, my son, who's a teenager, said, you know, this family really loves each other. Oh, but, let's see. Yeah, he said, but they don't know how to express it sometimes, or maybe,
3: you know, in the movie they don't mm-hmm. feel it. Do you agree with that? I agree with that. He saw, he saw behind, you know, all the arguments. Yeah, it's really lovely. Being a female
2: director—it's such an accomplishment. Um, you're the first woman to win Best New Director at the Golden Horse Awards. Tell me what kind of struggles or challenges there are for uh, female directors.
3: I think it's it's the same for you know woman workers, because when people are investing, they're investing in your career. They want to know that you you will put your career first. Mm. But as a woman worker. You might, you know, you will, your career often stops for, you know, having a family, having children. You know, you might want to spend two years with your children. And and it's just that that's not very attractive, I think. For investors. Yeah, it's, it's not. Because if I'm an investor, I want to know that you'll keep producing and we will have a long-term relationship. And I can invest in your career because you'll continue to make movies. A lot of women directors that I admire have great works, but they have one or two, and then they stop. You know, for six, eight, ten years. Mm. Before I felt like, oh, is it because they weren't given the equal chance? But sometimes, when you read into their interviews, they 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 find something more important. They just they they see that, um, and you see these directors who are having a very long-term career often have to commit to not having children, or you know, just putting film, like being married to film. So why do you think you were able to
2: achieve your dream mm-hmm. of being a director? I know that I'm sure there are a lot of people uh-huh. who aspire to be a director, but an award-winning director like you, <laughs> it's not
3: easy. I, I think it's maybe because I don't, I don't see it as a dream. Mm. Um, I think I try to really... Put the work first and just try to do my best every day. The way can be crushing to have, you know, so much riding on your decisions. One of my favorite directors, Dardenne Brothers, they started out as documentary directors. And when they first ventured into narrative filmmaking, they said that, you know, if this doesn't work out, we'll just go back to documentary. There's other things Mm -hmm. that are very important in life. And that was really inspiring for me because they went on to be one of the most decorated directors of Cannes Film Festival. Even then, when they started out, I think it's having a very healthy attitude
4: mm-hmm.
3: of if this, is, this this doesn't work out, I am not a failure. And you shouldn't be afraid to, to fail. You should be very, very brave and very honest. Well, you know, Women's Day is this
2: week... Um day uh, that we honor women is there anything that you'd like to tell
3: uh, women in Taiwan or around the world you know I, I think um, be honest to yourself about your own feelings don't judge yourself too much and um, don't let being a woman limit too much of who you want to be you know before because there'll be enough people who tell you that it won't work so i think you have to tell yourself that it will yeah
2: that's beautiful and i think your life is a wonderful example of what you just said the whole interview will be up on youtube and facebook next up insider ask some of the women in our lives to share about the highs and lows about being a woman in taiwan you you get a lot of pressure from the Family, Especially they have the expectations, stereotype about how to be the good girl, especially I came from the Chinese society. Uh, I have to challenge my parents and
5: even my, like my in-law or whatever.
2: I think that a majority of a woman's experience is challenging. Even just walking outside as a woman can be challenging. So this is a very difficult question to answer, but I would say the most challenging part of being a woman is being mostly judged by the way that you look, judged and valued by the way that you look.
6: Be accepted by other people is very difficult sometimes especially for me I like a lot of sport and cycling but when I go to join the men's group I feel quite get rejected they'll think oh you're weak you can't do that they try to slow down so I feel quite sad about that. And the good thing about being a woman is I can always
2: choose the way I like to dress and I can make myself pretty or I can
6: make myself cool so. I think that's the best is being mom and you can raise up your kid and also share uh, a lot of things with your girlfriends and mother's hope. That was really good. I think
2: the best part about being a woman is being able to appreciate beauty and appreciate gentleness. Things that align with femininity, I think that that is the best part about being a woman.
0: Period poverty is an issue that affects hundreds of millions of people around the world, including in Taiwan. Now, Taipei has a scheme aimed at middle schoolers to face the issue head on. A schoolgirl keys in the barcode for a pack of menstrual pads and it's coming at a bargain price because starting on Monday junior high school students across Taipei will get about seven US dollars a month for menstrual hygiene products more than 30,000 students are eligible for the scheme which is operating in high-life convenience stores
5: I think very convenient because...
0: One student says the system is very convenient because she can use her phone to get the discount Taipei City Deputy Mayor Huang Shanshan Shan says the scheme has a budget of over two million US dollars she says that each online voucher is valid for two months, so students can buy 2 months supply at a time rather than go every four weeks. The vouchers are valid for 10 hygiene products, and you can redeem them using self-service machines or through an app. Huang says Taipei is considering offering the scheme to elementary school children, but she says school health centers already offer menstrual hygiene products to students because it's often their first period and they haven't brought their own. Period poverty is a problem across the world. But for students at Taipei's junior highs, menstrual hygiene products are one expense they won't need to worry about. On International Women's Day, the world celebrates the social, economic, cultural and political achievements of women. Taiwan's government says that the country ranks first in Asia when it comes to gender equality. But a recent poll suggests there's still a lot of work to be done.
1: You should be an engineer. I'm a Negro woman. I'm not going to entertain the impossible. The
2: 2016 movie Hidden Figures depicted how women of color who were segregated by race and gender in 1961 went on to play key roles in the space race by calculating the trajectories for the Apollo 11 and space shuttle missions. Fast forward to Taiwan in 2022 and women are still facing prejudice at work because of their gender, age and appearance. In a recent poll, more than 60 percent of respondents said their employers tolerate offensive jokes. One woman says she's heard guys crack jokes about female colleagues, but it goes both ways. Women do the same. Another says women are more louder and dominant at her company.
5: <laughs>
2: are women financially independent? Employment site Yes123 asked more than 1,200 women online. About two-thirds say they are financially independent, while a third said they aren't. Almost 70% of respondents said they don't have enough authority to have a big influence in their companies. How bad is gender discrimination at work? Nearly 60% say it's very serious, while 42% say it's not. And what did the women surveyed say is the biggest source of pressure at work? More than 40% say they work hard but just don't get raises. About a third say their bosses are difficult and don't respect them, while a similar number says the workload is too heavy. When the survey asked women if they're under a lot of pressure at home, only 30% said they aren't. This latest survey shows there's still quite a ways to go for women to feel they receive equal treatment in the workplace and at home.
0: Taiwan Exclusive. A look at anything that's typically Taiwanese.
1: Hello there, you've just tuned into Taiwan Exclusive. I'm your host, Shirley Lin. But I want to start today by talking about masks. That was my topic uh, two weeks ago. A listener of RTI programs from Japan wrote in to me and reminded me that Japanese are also a people who love wearing masks, that Taiwanese people are not the, the only ones that love wearing masks, even way before COVID. Well, this kind listener explained that the Japanese people especially wear masks Um, in the spring because of hay fever. I did say that in my very first show that I can't be 100% totally objective about what is Taiwan exclusive, what is not, because I'm comparing it to countries I've lived in before, uh, which includes Hong Kong, Japan, and the United States. But while I lived in Japan many, many, many years ago, I actually don't recall people there wearing masks But yes, some people were wearing masks, but I thought it was just against the cold weather. But in any case, I really thank um, this listener for reminding me. I just wanted to share that with everyone. But today's topic, we're going to go to ones that definitely um, is Taiwan exclusive, I think, uh, because almost every foreigner in Taiwan talks about it. And that is our garbage truck music. Not just about our garbage trucks, but it's about the music that they play when they make the rounds. As these garbage trucks make their rounds, meandering through Taipei streets and residential areas, they play a music that to some from abroad, or to a lot of people from abroad, would mistake it for ice cream trucks. They play Beethoven's Fur Elise. If you're wondering what's Fur Elise and what it sounds like, this is how it goes. Every time you hear it, you know that the garbage truck is here. And it's time for you to go down and chase the truck to dump your trash. There's a policy in Taiwan that trash does not touch the ground. So you have to be there at times when the garbage truck comes around. Otherwise, you have to wait till the next time. And that could mean several days later, if you are someone who works during the week and often works overtime as well, then you just have to wait until, I guess, the weekend to dump your trash. The schedule the trucks make the rounds vary from district to district. Now, the experience to me sounds very vague right now because... Um, we live in a, an apartment complex, complex that has a janitor who takes care of all our trash. We just have to divide up our trash by kitchen waste, recyclables, or non-recyclables. And they have these receptacles at every floor by the stairwell. There's this song about garbage trucks, and I'm going to play it later. It's in the town, local dialect. It starts like this. Everybody's running. You carry a bag of trash. I carry a bag of trash. Before the truck arrives, you should get ready. When you hear the song, you should run. If you don't make it this time, you leave your trash in your home. You'll end up smelling your trash all night. With a little money, you buy trash bags and fill it with your rubbish. People try to squeeze three bags trash into one to save on money. The garbage truck makes several trips throughout the day. The nighttime will be more bearable because the sun's gone down and it's cooler waiting for the truck. If you work at night, then sorry, there's nothing the government can do to help. No, wait, then you can throw the trash during the day, no? Well, I'm not going to you know, continue to translate the rest of the song because it kind of gets dirty and funny. Actually, people are usually there with their trash uh, waiting for the truck. So neighbors meet neighbors and they start gossiping about the day's happenings. Usually there are two trucks, one bigger for non-recyclables in these purchased, uh, that you throw into these uh, purchased uh, government-certified bags. The other smaller truck is for recyclables. So people generally throw the non-recyclables in themselves and then hand the recyclables um, to the workers in the other truck who would then categorize your stuff. If I remember correctly, there's uh, a pile for newspapers, there are, you know, for papers, and then, um, um, you know, like A4 size papers or whatever, and then boxes, and then general plastics, and then plastic bottles. But the whole time doing all this, the song for Elise is being played. It's not even a musical m- music version. I think it's more like techno music style, I would say. I didn't think we in Taiwan do great jobs recycling our trash, but my hubby sister in Switzerland and friends from the States have all said that we do such a great job recycling our trash. I'm amazed. I didn't think that we do such a great job. Maybe it's it's me because I I know I don't do a good job. Like chicken waste. I'm sorry, like kitchen waste. I put eggshells, chicken bones, and steak bones in the same bag as real kitchen waste. My bad excuse is because after all, there's only my husband and I and, well, the cat in the house now. We hardly cook ourselves. We mostly eat out or, you know, uh, buy uh, takeouts. And then um, so we end up having very little kitchen waste. So I get lazy sometimes. And sometimes I even end up throwing them all together with, uh, um, you know, non-recyclables. Um, it makes a very, very small bag of kitchen waste, really. But it's terrible that with just the two of us, well, two and a half of us, we create so much plastic and recyclable trash that we throw them almost every day. I think that's terrible. It's like, the problem is with the overly done packaging of a lot of things. But anyway, in Taiwan, at least at my apartment complex, we're lucky to have someone taking care of our trash, and they do a good job about it. But we don't have to buy those government-certified trash bags to fill our trash in. We can just use any plastic bag or any bags that we have. I appreciate that everyone in Taiwan takes taking out the trash so seriously. We we do. We've been good at keeping our streets clean, um, but with Fur Elise as the theme song for our trash trucks, That's exclusively in Taiwan. And here's that song in Taiwanese called Trash Truck that I was talking about. That's all I have for you on Taiwan Exclusive. I'm Shirley Lin.
7: ¡Sí,
8: RTI Exercise for your mind most people who visit the southern beaches of Taiwan tend to go there when the weather's nice. But as the heat of the summer wears off and the kids are back at school, I'm reminded by what a wonderful place the Hengchun Peninsula is, even in the windy, overcast days of autumn. I'm Andrew Ryan, and in today's Year to the Ground, I bring you to the southernmost tip of Taiwan to listen to the calls of the wind and the sea.
5: And ear to the ground.
8: It's almost impossible to get a clean recording of the winds of Hengchun unless you have a professional microphone with one of those furry wind covers. This choppy recording that you can hear in the background was done on my cell phone. Not the best quality, but you get the idea. Just listening to this sound makes me want to put on a sweatshirt or wrap up in a blanket. I'm standing in a place called Hengchun, which is the southernmost town in Taiwan, and it's actually known for its strong winds which race through the town in the winter. They're called the Luoshanfeng or downhill winds. During my visit to a local cafe, the owner, Willie Wu, told me that the winds should actually be a drawing card for visitors He said that the winds clear up the air and contribute to good surfing conditions which lure surfers from as far away as Japan. I decide to head out to the beach to check out the waves, but first a trip to the southernmost tip of the island to toss all my cares into the sea. When I arrive, I discover this unusual statue marking the location, and from a distance it looks like some kind of solar clock or maybe a pagan marker for a celestial occurrence flocks of Chinese tourists come to visit the marker, and it dawns on me that they probably view the spot as one of the farthest reaches of their own country. I also encounter two Japanese tourists who are snapping photos of the shoreline, and I can't help but muse at how 60 years ago, this would have been the farthest reaches of Japanese territory too. I have to say there's something romantic about the idea of traveling to Land's End and it's got nothing to do with your nationality. As I stand there looking off into the distance, I imagine that somewhere just beyond the horizon lies the edge of the earth and the great dark void beyond. Later that evening, I head to a nearby beach with a friend and a couple of beers, and we dig into the sand and watch as the wind whips the waves into a frenzy. There's no need for words as we gaze out across the empty beach at the massive expanse of jet black ocean. We toss some pebbles into the sea, along with all of our thoughts and our worries and the trivialities of everyday life. Yep, I do love Hongchun in the fall. Now sure, you probably won't get a suntan at this time of the year. But you will leave this place having been christened by the mist and the downhill winds with the thunder of the ocean in your ears and the lightness in your heart that comes from making a trip to the end of the world. With an ear to the ground, I'm Andrew Ryan. in Tel Aviv, to a fish cellar in Taipei. The people of our world are working hard to make a living. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Hey, Ellen! Pull yourself together already. It's time to feast. Sit down
0: at the table with Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu on Feast Meets West.
4: Welcome.
0: Welcome.
3: Welcome.先生，请问你们几位？两位。
5: Hello, welcome to The Feast, and this is Ellen Chu.
8: And this is Andrew, wishing you a happy International Women's Day, March 8th.
5: And, of course, in Taiwan, you could feel that the movement of women is like moving up, you know, in corporations, and different, you know, fields. And this year, the Taipei Main Station just got its first female boss, okay? That's
8: right, Station Chief, you said? Yes,
5: Station Chief. Mm -hmm. I
8: think it's kind of amazing, because I think of the Taiwan Railway administration as being a very old,
5: masculine, masculine, bureaucratic
8: kind of uh, an organization. So the fact that this really traditional organization would have a woman in its head, I think it's about time.
5: Right. And, you know, she's really young, actually. She's only in her early 40s, and she got into this line of job 13 years ago. But, you know, uh, she has well, definitely good qualities that people see her, that she has uh, very unique. Mm -hmm. And she she has this uh, tackling of different situations, solving problems, you know, and she has good EQ. And, of course, she has a good presence. That's right. Looks good, right? We
8: have lots of pictures of her. We have a little article here, and she's all decked out in the official... Uh, I guess the train station chief's outfit, which Mm -hmm. is like a suit and has a little cap. um, And she's uh, directing the trains. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think she spends most of her time on the platform directing the trains. I think she's probably doing a lot of um, kind of more leadership uh, sort of functions. Right.
5: And she's the 25th person taking this position.
8: That's amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the Taipei Main Station is probably one of the oldest train stations in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Certainly, around for more than a hundred years. Um, and her name is Hu right. Yongzhi, and she took office uh, just, I guess, uh, about a month ago. So it's kind of a interesting milestone. Right. So see.
5: next time, if you're in Taipei Station, maybe you see her walking around. You know, monitoring.
8: hmm Keep so your we'll eyes peeled. See. Okay, yeah.
5: so, you know, there's uh, no limit for women actually now for becoming whatever professional, you know.
8: Well, you can be president in Taiwan, right? So you could right. do anything.
5: I think so. So I think it's a big move from um, maybe 20 years ago when I oh, first yeah. came to Taiwan. Oh, yeah. And nowadays, I mean, you could possibly think of every line of career there will be women taking position.
8: You know, it's interesting. Back um, a couple years ago, um, when I was working at RTI and had a TV show at Dai and at PTS, I did a little exercise where I counted going from me going upwards in the organization to see how many layers of women work above me. And in all three organizations, every single person above me was a woman. So from my boss in the English service to the head of the foreign language service to the uh, the chairwoman of RTI, mm-hmm. and then even at Dai Television Station, the president of the station, my producer, the director, um, the spiritual leader <laughs> of the organization, all women. And now today I work at Taiwan Plus and our chairwoman is a woman and the head of the news center where I work is also right. a woman.
5: We have a president who is a woman and basically, you know, wherever I work, you know, with many like luxury brands, you know, the head is a woman.
8: It's incredible. It's really, yeah. really great to see.
5: So, you know, we are seeing this this, this trend of women uprising, okay? But and I do want to say there,
8: there are some areas that still, we still need to work a little harder in, like but wage you know equality. I was
5: talking to a lot of the teachers and mm-hmm. the amazing thing is that they find that now, when they look at, you know, little girls and boys, mm-hmm. the girls tend to be stronger than the boys.
8: Outperforming the boys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the
5: boys are much, you know, like, uh, well, more tamed. Like, yeah. You know, they're not aggressive. And the girls are in learning, you know, environment. They're very aggressive.
8: So I think what's interesting is, is that we're going to eventually run into a problem where boys have been raised to think that they're superior. And then they're going to realize that they aren't and women have been raised to like work extra hard to you're get gonna see to where it flip. they want yeah right. so already uh, okay I, I'm okay with that for now
5: <laughs> for now <laughs> no, okay kidding.
8: no I think it's I think it's only fair um, right. and I think that a world run by so, women would be great
5: so you know it will kind of like let the men to be awakened that you really need to work just as hard
8: well, and I think that the men that will be successful are men that don't have very rigid attitudes about gender. Right. Um, and can, you know, work well with Open women. Open mind. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think that I will also benefit from having a world that's run by women. Definitely. I okay. mean, look at our show. I it's know. It's run by Ellen Chu. <laughs>
5: Not really. He He's the boss, but I tell him what to do. <laughs>
8: And that's the way it should be, Ellen Chu. That's the way it <laughs> okay. should be. All right, shall we have a look at what's on our menu?
5: Okay. In our first course, we'll begin with a look at a movie that helped launch the discussion about the role of women in Taiwan and the comparison to a vegetable called Rape Seed? Yes. Okay.
8: Wow. Interesting name, yes. Mm-hmm. In our second course, we're going to take a closer look at the rapeseed plant and its many uses. Plus, we're going to tell you about how they turn Taiwan's east coast into a beautiful sea of yellow flowers every winter.
5: And in our third and final course, we'll actually be sampling the rapeseed leaves right here in the studio.
8: That's right. But first, we're going to bring you a song called... Yo, Zi, or an English rape seed. It's the theme song from the movie that we're going to tell you about in our first course. Don't go away.
6: Okay. <音楽><音楽> Artan 直到两天日子就已荡雅荡地来到现在
0: First
8: course. Okay, we are back now on our first course in today's feast. That song you just heard there, of course, was the song Rapeseed. It's a vegetable that is often used, well, not so much anymore, but has been used in the past to describe women or the fate of women
5: right and basically i know rape seed in in the the sense that they're saying that how the fate of the woman become is because the seed actually just goes with the wind and wherever it's scattered scattered, Mm -hmm. and it's where it grows so you just have to follow your faith so this and you actually, cannot actually change your fate anyways.
8: So this kind of fits in with the traditional view of women in Taiwanese society where you get married into somebody else's family. So you don't know where your daughter will get married to.
5: Right. And if you chose to marry that family, then you go with your fate. Yeah. You don't change it. Like you can't say that, oh, I, I want a divorce. You know, I want to leave. I want to find my own life. You know, I want to do whatever I want. And this is the thing that, you know, once you're there, then you just have to, if, even though you're not happy... You just go with it. Mm. Yeah.
8: Yeah, it's sad. Mm -hmm. And actually, this is, as we mentioned, this is the theme song from a movie that came out in the 1980s. Mm -hmm. January 1st, 1984 is when it was released and it is called Yoma or Rapeseed, but in English it has the name Afei.
5: Right, so basically the story is kind of about, you know, the the main character's mother was actually a uh, wealthy, uh, a daughter of a wealthy family, but she got married to this man, which kind of, you know, not really loving her, you know, beat her, and also disrespect her. And he was, you know, doing whatever, you know, he was playing around outside. And basically, she had to use all of her savings and all the money that she got from her family to basically to probably to solve all the problems he created outside.
6: Mm-hmm. And they
5: moved to Taipei. They have to start a new life. But, you know, they have two kids, the son and a daughter. And this is the fate of the traditional, you know, Chinese family where they are more, you know, uh, they they take care of the son more. Mm-hmm. and for the girl, just like sweepy like, you know, whatever.. And, right. and you know, they they kind of just spoil the boy. and also they make the girl have to work if they needed to.
8: but what's and, really interesting in this movie is apparently, you know the the father was always really good to the son, and the mom, you know, when I thought that once the mother realized how her position was so low and then she became so strong and powerful in the family mm-hmm. because she, Used her dowry to, you know, solve mm-hmm. all her problems. You know, misdealing. But she,
5: she same has, you know, treat the daughter in a lower position and yeah. also spoil the son.
8: I, you know, I, I, thought that was amazing that she. It's so deep within your psyche that you would do the same thing, even though that exactly, you, you know, you yourself had so many problems. Right. That.
5: So basically, you know, the son is spoiled. Of course, he will not be successful in life, and you know, the daughter <laughs> was very good. You know, she had to work. She had to you know, take up a lot of responsibility, but she was able to still, you know, get in the best schools and, you know, she was doing well. And finally she got married and uh, the mother had to admit, you know, that she had, uh, that she did the right choice in her own life and, you know, let her choose whatever she wanted to do.
8: What's interesting too is the father, even though he's a bad guy, right? He actually treated the daughter better once they moved to Taipei and he was... You know, his position in the family was taken down a notch.
5: Well, that's because he has no position. So he has to go probably lower than the daughter.
8: Right. Probably at that point. Exactly. Yeah. So interesting, this Mm. this movie here. Um, I don't know how easy it is to see online or whatnot, but uh, it's called A-F-E-I. You can check it out.
5: To see maybe you can see it or, you know, there's a book about it, but I don't think it's translated in English.
8: Okay. Yeah, but I think it's quite well known here in Taiwan, this movie. Yes,
5: it's a famous movie and a well-written uh, story.
8: I saw that actually the one of the co-authors of the story was Ho Xiaoxian, oh. who would go on to become a famous Taiwanese director. Well,
5: international director, right? That's right. Okay, so we're going to get into a song, and this is called Jing Nuren by Xu Ruoxuan.
8: And, and that's a tribute to women yes. or cheers to women.
5: And basically when we come back, we will tell you where, you know, the rapeseed falls. That's it's on right.
8: Alrighty. Back in a moment when the feast continues. <laughs>
4: And ¡Suscríbete
0: Beast meets West. Second
5: course. Alrighty, so getting into today's topic and basically we are going to tell you the story of the many use of rapeseed. Well, you know, English name from the Latin word turnip is rapa or rapoon.
8: So that's where they get the word rape. Right. So, yes. you know, when
5: you read it in English, you're just like, what?
8: I know. The first time I saw it, I was like, that's it's not like, a very good <laughs> name for <laughs> it.
5: Rape seed. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to eat that.
8: But it actually just means it's from the turn, it's of, turn family. of family. Yeah. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, in the past, the seeds of this plant were mainly used to produce a uh, lubricant from machinery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't actually use it to eat it because it was too bitter. The mm-hmm. oil was too bitter. But then they made some advances. There was a Canadian scientist who improved it and got rid of that taste. Okay. And today, it is the third leading source of vegetable oil in the whole world. Wow. After soybean oil and palm oil.
5: Very significant. Well, world's second leading source of protein meal, animal feed, okay? Mm-hmm. And also world production growing very rapidly. 36 million tons produced in 2003 to 2004. Fifty-eight point four million tons in 2010 to 2011.
8: Wow! Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, in Europe it's mostly used as animal feed, but here in Asia we eat it. Humans we're eat animals it.
5: Animals too. That's right. Mm-hmm. We're
8: we're higher class animals, but well. we eat our yomatsheids, our uh, or well, I guess we call it yotshei. Yeah. Uh, oil vegetable because you know the seeds are used to make oil.
0: Mm-hmm.
8: Uh, now in Mandarin it's called Yothai. In Cantonese it's called Yao cheoi. Mm -hmm. Also, it's eaten in Japan, Vietnam.
5: India, Nepal, and sometimes eaten in sog dish. Yeah, if you had
8: sog paneer or one of those Mm -hmm. dishes from Indian food, well, sometimes it's made with yu or this Mm -hmm. uh, rapeseed leaves.
5: And it has plenty of calcium, vitamin A, B, C, carotene, improves sore shoulders. Oh, yeah, Speaking we need then, that. So shoulders. Yes, promote Ooh. blood circulation and size. We need it, okay?
8: Now, interestingly enough, we mentioned that it uh, turns the east coast of Taiwan, many of the fields, it turns them yellow with these beautiful yellow flowers in the winter. Mm-hmm. That's because it's used as a winter cover crop. So they mm. plant it in the rice paddies, and then uh, these flowers bloom every year in January and February. Uh, and then actually what they'll do is they'll plow these plants right into the soil adding fertilizer or nutrients to the soil for when you grow rice mm.
5: other uses biodiesel and researchers have used it to contain soil uh, to contain soil contaminants following the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. Wow, they could do a lot of cleaning.
8: Apparently, it absorbs a lot of those contaminants. Wow. Very useful vegetable. So don't look down on this vegetable, guys.
5: Don't look down, okay? Oh, well, th- third course will be coming up because we are going to sample this very nutrient. Well, you have a sore shoulder like we do. Eat this is good, okay? That's but right. But we're going to go into a music by Jing Peishan. It's called Yidai Wang. The the queen of the era
8: that's right all right the Queen are you the queen of the era I think you might be the queen of the era Ellen Cho
5: um I try to be okay I
8: think you are just <laughs> a right. minute okay. over here
5: in the studio I
8: am yes she is okay all right back in a moment with our third course don't go away.
5: kitchen andrew has put together this yoma
8: that's right rapeseed leaves be mm -hmm. careful it's spicier than i expected i stir fried it in some olive oil Mm -hmm. and some garlic Mm. some chili pepper a little bit of salt super easy super simple that's it
5: this is a more spicy woman
8: this is a spicy woman we're eating here Mm. just like you alan cho very good i know you like it spicy so i put some extra chili in there Mm. but i think i might have overdone it
3: it's good. Is it I good? Kick into it.
8: Hmm? It's mm. got a kick.
3: Mm, <clears throat> I like it.
8: That'll clear your throat and your sinuses.
5: It doesn't have that bitterness.
8: No, it doesn't, does it? No. Do do you think yotai or rapeseed leaves usually are bitter?
5: Sometimes.
8: They sometimes can be.
5: If you put it in soup, sometimes it tastes like bitterness.
8: Do you know, I find with these, it's important not to overcook it. Mm. You just want to do it really quickly.
5: Mm-hmm. So, basically, Andrew added olive oil, a little bit of salt, and some garlic, and also chili pepper. That's Yummy. right. Mm-hmm.
8: Do you think I overdid it on the chili Alan? No,
5: I'm
3: fine. I, however... I am the spice girl. Spice with the cough, queen. You know, I don't think you should eat that spicy.
8: She's the spice queen, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Yes. <clears throat>
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
8: now we're both coughing. <laughs> yeah.
3: But anyway, rapeseed,
5: Don't look down on it because it has a lot of nutritious value.
8: You know, I was I was almost afraid I wasn't going to be able to find it at the market today. It should but be
5: there daily.
8: It is. It's pretty much always there. Mm-hmm. I uh, mean
5: it goes it goes with the wind the seed you know it falls wherever but you know basically it's easy to grow.
8: Mm. Mm-hmm. And I like the taste of it too cuz you know some vegetables have like a kind of a it dries out your trunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It uh
5: But because this is the oil that comes out with it so it has that smooth you know texture to it.
8: This one doesn't taste that bad. No. It it's actually good. tastes nice and it has a it nice has a little
5: sweetness to it.
8: Just a little bit of sweetness.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Good.
8: So you can have that next time you're in Taiwan, or you can check out your local market and see if they have rapeseed leaves. Um, Not all versions are edible, but the kind that we have here in Taiwan is definitely, of course, edible. All righty. So a whole show dedicated to International Women's Day on March 8th. Do something special for the women in your life.
5: Okay. So, should we do something special to ourselves? Yeah. Yes, Go buy not? yourself a new outfit, a bag, <laughs> you know. This is a momentous day just for you. Treat
8: yourself. <laughs> Treat
5: yourself like a queen.
8: That's okay? right. That's right. <laughs> All right. You can also send your uh, cards and letters to Ellen Chu at
5: Okay, P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. You read your own email address today.
8: That's right. I'll do it for you. It's called andrew at rti.org.tw. That's spelled A-N-D-R-O-O at rti.org.tw.
5: Yes, because today we are celebrating International Women's Day. I ain't reading his email. That's
8: <laughs> right. However, next week on the, the feast, we're going to be celebrating White Day by you, and you okay. <laughs> which means that you have to give me something fun okay it's the uh, it's the japanese valentine's day right right
5: it's reverse right the girls have to give the boys something okay. i like this
8: i like this you like it i huh? love it yes all
5: right expect something white
8: all right i will okay <laughs> a blank
5: piece of paper maybe <laughs> okay
8: that's beautiful it's all right yeah, it's an infinite possibility
5: right you can write whatever you want on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right
8: my final song.
5: Okay, it's, it's... "Yo Zi. The same song, but brought to you by the producer Li Zhongsheng.
8: That's right, Jonathan Lee.
5: Okay, uh, yeah, Jonathan. <laughs>
8: All right.
5: For Feast week's I'm Andrew Ryan. Okay, this is Ellen Chu.
8: We will see you next week.
5: Bye. Bye. You
4: from those 莫可奈何的忍耐想它往哪里載
6: lady小麗
2: Thank you for tuning in to radio taiwan international taiwan's national broadcaster we hope you enjoyed our programs you can catch all of our latest news audio and video features on our website at en.rti.org.tw again go to our website en.rti.org.tw for engaging news videos and programs about taiwan if you like to hang out on social media rti is there too our Facebook URL is Radio Taiwan International. And you can watch our engaging video features, including the weekly news magazine program Taiwan Insider, on our YouTube channel, RTI English. Again, our YouTube channel is RTI English. For those who enjoy the Twitter sphere, our handle for Taiwan Insider is at Taiwan Insider. For RTI English, it's at... Radio Taiwan underscore ENG, and if you'd like to enjoy us on your smartphone, just download our app RTI to go. That's one of the best ways to enjoy all our news, videos, and programs. That's RTI to go. If you're a shortwave listener, we have two channels in Asia. For South Asia, tune in to 6100 kilohertz from 1600 to 1700 UTC. To Southeast Asia, you can hear us on 15320 kHz from 0300 to 0400 UTC. We would love to know what you think of our programs. Email us at english at rti.org.tw. Thank you again for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International.